goat wrangling, eight kids who are making a salary and paying taxes. Oh my, all this coming up in episode 84 with PJ Jonas. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the preferred podcast by many women across the globe to help you take control of your finances. Join me, Jen Hempel, a motivational money coach and your host each week as I share with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's do it. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here venturing with me yet in another episode. If this is not your first time listening, welcome back. I'm happy you came back. And if this is your very first time listening, welcome and thank you so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I'm definitely honored and I'm not just taking podcast airspace just to say that because I really truly mean it. I want to ask you, how is that money goal going that you're working on? And I also want to remind you that you don't have to do this alone. Find an accountability partner. Join our community for support. And of course, I am here to help you. There's a survey that you can uh, fill out over at jenhemphill.com forward slash ready. And then after that, just make sure you email me. Uh, at support at jemhempel.com so I can point you in the right direction, uh, especially if you're ready and you're, if you're wanting to work with me. Now, I really want you to think of me as your cheerleader, as the, sort of like that conscience that stays on your shoulder, not telling you that you did something wrong, but really that conscience on your shoulder that's not going to give up on you. That's there with a constant reminder that you can do this. I'm not giving up on you. And that person that I want you to think me of that conscious is that the one that will not allow you to give up. So that's how I want you to see me as, especially when you're listening to this podcast or if you're needing to pick yourself up. There's always this podcast, there's lots of episodes that you can choose from that would just kind of, that will keep you motivated, that will keep you going instead of just staying on the ground. If you've fallen down, if you've, uh, you're just not feeling it. So today we have a really super interesting guest. And in today's episode, you're going to learn about their method to teaching all of their eight kids about money. You're also going to learn her internal struggles with the fear of debt and then the story behind the goat milk business, which is super, super interesting. Now, let me share with you a little bit about PJ Jonas. She is a business owner, goat wrangler, entrepreneur, and mother. After getting goats to provide healthy milk for her eight children, she decided to put that excess milk into a batch of handmade soap. That decision was the beginning of Goat Milk Stuff, a growing goat milk products business that has been featured on the Today Show, The Doctors, The Huckabee Show, and in O, The Oprah Magazine. What started with an initial small batch of soap has expanded into a host of goat milk items such as goat milk soaps, cheeses, candies, fudge, gelato, and more. So let's not delay and let's go ahead and meet PJ Jonas. Welcome, PJ Jonas, to the Her Money Matters podcast. I'm excited to have you here and get to know you better. 
Yeah, me too. I'm very glad to be here. Well, uh, PJ, one of the things that we love to do on this podcast is really learn the money story aspect. So tell us a little bit about how you grew up around money. Well, I had a very different uh, parenting styles from my two parents. My my mom was definitely the saver and the the one who was much more careful with money. And my dad was the one who liked to to spend it freely and and do all sorts of fun things. So there was, you know, a little bit of tension there between them on that. But uh, you know, being able to see both of it, I could see the the strengths and weaknesses in each of their philosophies. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, it, it, there's a, a place for for spending and being spontaneous and doing fun things. You know, you don't want to live your life in austerity just because you're trying to save up and use your money wisely. But you can also go overboard on that. Um, and you have to be careful. You have to track it. You have to you have to use it wisely. Otherwise, you know, the tension and the stress starts to come in because you squandered it and you don't have it for what's really important. I agree. And now you mentioned that your style is different from what you grew up with. So tell us about your style. Yeah, I've just really come to uh, hate debt. I am very against debt. Um, now, that doesn't mean that I'm completely out of debt, especially having the business. We do use the debt to do what we need to to grow the business. But in our personal lives, we really try and avoid debt. Um, and if we have to take it on, to take it on and pay it off very, very quickly so that we are not paying those interest payments and we have the freedom to do what the family chooses is most important to do with our limited funds. I love that. Now, your business revolves around goat milk, right? So tell us about why goat milk. I know there are some health benefits to goat milk. So what brought you into that? Well, I initially got the dairy goats because I wanted the raw milk for the children. Um, okay. Raw milk is a little bit controversial. Um, there are people who believe it's absolutely wonderful. There are people who believe it's dangerous. I am obviously in the camp where I believe it's it's wonderful when it comes from healthy goats that are are raised in a proper manner. I, I don't know that I would get raw milk from a farm that I didn't know and didn't trust. Um, but since they're obviously our goats, we know how we're raising them. We know that they're healthy. We know we're feeding them properly and and taking care of them in the in the right ways. And so the milk is very healthy. And so we just had the dairy goats for, you know, just, just for the milk. And I was bathing my children one day. I've got eight children and I had, I think there were six of them at the time. So I had all six of them in the bathtub just splashing around. And I picked up the baby wash I had always used and was really upset that it was filled with all these petroleum-based chemicals and all these ingredients I didn't want on their skin. And I decided right then and there I was going to make my own soap. And instead of putting water in it, which is what most soap is made with, I was like, oh, well, I've got all this healthy goat milk. You know, why don't I just put goat milk in the in the soap instead? Right. And so when I made it and put it in the shower, um, my husband's fingers stopped cracking and splitting. Oh my and so gosh. That was kind of the start. That was, you know, my aha moment that, okay, I can do something with this. And so I, uh, I named my business goat milk stuff cause I just wanted to make healthy stuff with goat milk. And I got a website and taught myself how to code and put up the website. And it's just grown from, from that initial aha moment into, into what it's become now. Oh, that that's awesome. And, uh, and I agree with you when with the raw milk. I've had raw milk. I was born in Colombia, so I was I grew up a little bit with having it the the cow was milked and and then you drank it and good stuff. And I have yeah. had goat milk. I don't recall the goat milk specifically because we just had the uh, more of the raw milk from directly from the cow. But I remember uh, my parents saying how better it was for you. I just didn't understand like the specifics of that. Yeah, it's just a, it's more easily digestible. Um, you know, it's, it's better for our bodies than 
cow milk is a little bit, but you know, raw cow milk is great from healthy, healthy cows too, but we, we prefer the goat milk. You really, you know, side by side comparison, you'd be hard pressed to tell which was the, the cow milk, which was the goat milk. Um, <laughs> if you know, if you didn't know any better, if they were both milked properly and, and healthy animals, but, uh, we definitely enjoy the goat milk more. Love it. Now you mentioned you have eight children. So I'm really curious is because we're in, I'm in the world of personal finance. So I'm really curious how you manage your money with a big family. And uh, I don't know if you get the kids involved. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, the children are are involved in all of the financial decisions. You know, we started the business in 2008. And all of the children had a role in the business. All of the children from the beginning have had a salary. And oh, so wow. they, yep, they have a salary. They have to pay their own taxes. Um, they have to do all of that. They all, you know, budget their own money and and decide what they're going to do with it and what they're going to save. Um, the older ones, my, they're right now they're age nine to nineteen. The older ones are are investing in IRAs already for retirement. Yes, love it. Yep, yep. And with the business, every every decision the business makes, you know, whether it's investing in equipment, hiring people, you know, whether it's when it's time to give raises and bonuses. You know, all of that stuff, the children are all involved with because I really wanted um, we homeschool. I don't I don't know if I mentioned that, but we homeschool and mm-hmm. the business and the homeschooling all together. I really wanted it to be practical. And I see so many young people who just don't have a clue how to handle their money and how to you know how to work hard and how to do things. So my kids are, have been taught that from from the very beginning. I love that financially savvy kids from the get go. Love it. And, and being and actually you're not just teaching them, but they're putting it to action. They're actually doing stuff, uh, you know, making decisions and being involved. And that is really the best way to learn. I love that. Yeah, it is because they, you know, they're, they're making mistakes at this, mm-hmm. you know, at this age now where they, you know, you'll see them like, oh, that was a waste of money. <laughs> you know, I, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But they're able to do it in smaller amounts and in an environment where they have someone, you know, helping them so they don't get too far in one direction, you know. Um, so before they they able to have their own credit, um, they're really able to to handle it and understand the value of a dollar. You know, they know how much work they have to do to earn each and every dollar. And that really puts things in perspective. I love that. I, I really do. Now with the kids and, and you're right, they're they're able to make those mistakes in a safe environment. You're there to support them, to help them, you know, get them off the floor and and share with them what the, you know, maybe some nuggets of what they could have done a little different. Now you mentioned um I believe you mentioned uh, at least at one point that budgeting. Is there a certain way do you all do the traditional Excel, like maybe an Excel spreadsheet for a budget? Do you use uh, just paper and pencil? How do you all use a budget in your family? I mean, yeah, so, you know, over the years, it's, it's, it's evolved into what it is now. I started out with just an Excel spreadsheet, you know, when it was just my husband, myself and, and the first couple of kids. Um, and then after that, um, I've gone through several different money programs. Right now, I use Quicken. Um, we, we're using Quicken Home and Business since we have the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it used to be before we started Goat Milk Stuff, it was everything was to the penny. We knew exactly how much we had to spend on each and everything. Starting the business was was kind of difficult for me at first because budgeting and you know expenses and accounting for your personal life is completely different when you apply it to business life. You know, yes. things that I would, for me, would consider an expense is actually income and stuff that <laughs> I have, you know, pay taxes on for the business. So that really took, took a lot of adjusting 
just, you know, my outlook at it and, and figuring out, okay, yes, I, I personally don't like debt. It's not something that I appreciate, but I can use it in my business to, you know, to make some better decisions for the long haul. So that's been a little bit, but yeah, right now I, I've done QuickBooks, but I really hate QuickBooks um, and since I don't need to do it um, since most of our stuff is, you know, right on, we don't have a lot of payables. So uh, we just use QuickBook or Quicken Home okay. and Business is what we're doing now. I love it. And you home um, school all your, all your children. I know in my audience, there's going to be some questions about homeschooling. Do you have any homeschooling tips or best advice for someone that wants to homeschool? Yeah. So homeschooling is legal on the federal level, but it's regulated on the state level. So the first thing you have to do is find out what your state laws are. Um, Indiana, where we live, is is very homeschool friendly state, uh, which just means we don't have a lot of extra paperwork that we have to do and a lot of forms we have to fill out. So it, that makes my life easier. But as far as the homeschooling itself, you know, I tell parents that homeschooling shouldn't be school at home. You shouldn't be trying to replicate the, you know, what your kids would be getting in a public school. The major strength. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Of homeschooling is that you can treat your children as individuals and you can teach them to their strengths. So for example, my oldest um, daughter's 19 and she's a writer. She's already written several novels. She's working right now on trying to get some of them so published. Awesome. Yeah, but I haven't spent, uh, you know, I when she was little, I thought we would be doing all the advanced maths and sciences, but that's not her. That's not what she's ever wants to do. It's not what she's ever going to, you know, <laughs> ever need to do. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I gave her the basics, you know, I gave her the basic math, basic sciences, and then spent most of her other time on on reading and writing in the languages sides of things and storytelling. Um, So it's you can really tailor it to them. You don't have to cover everything that they cover in the public school. You know, figure out what your kid is good at, where you want them to go and teach them the skills, because that's really lacking in, in many public schools is, you know, the hard work and the problem solving and, and communication and things like that. And finances yeah, and finances. <laughs> that's really going to set them apart and make them a much stronger you know, whether it's a job applicant or, a, you know, a business owner or whatever, because all those other skills, those are the easy ones to learn. You know, the facts are easy to learn. I never knew how to make soap before I made it. I, you know, I did my research. Right. I, figured, I made soap. But the work ethic, that's harder to instill when they're right. old. No, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing. That was just, I was curious because I know someone's going to have a question about that. So thank you for that. Now, what would you say is the best money advice you've, you've, you have received? Well, as far as for the business, I would have to say someone told me at the beginning, don't worry about growing your business too quickly, right? Because very few businesses have ever gone out of business for growing slowly, but many of them go out of business because they've grown too quickly and they can't handle that rapid growth. It's not about your business being profitable. It's about your business having cash flow. There's yes. plenty of profitable businesses that have gone out of business for, for lack of cash flow. So you always have to manage that and keep that. And that, you know, that rolls over into your personal life as far as having the cushion, having the emergency funds, always living below your means. You know, you should always be living below your means. There's very little. It's, it's hard to justify living beyond your means for any length of time. I know our government likes to do that, but it really doesn't work very well in our in our personal lives. So that's probably the biggest advice. 
Love it. And how about on the personal level for personal finance? What would you say is the uh, best advice? Know where your money's going. Mm -hmm. Know what your weaknesses are because we all have weaknesses where where we like to spend money and where we can kind of blow our budget. Um, You know, for me, I really like to have, um, you know, events that are, are family memories. I really like to do things that build memories with my children. You know, I want them to, to remember certain things we've done as a family. And so that's something that I have to be aware of that I can get a little too spontaneous sometimes and, you know, tend to, tend to go a little overboard on that. But if, if you know where your money's going, you can make those trade-offs. You say, okay, well, I really want to spend money on this, you know, on this family memory. So what am I going to cut back on so that I can do that? Um, but you have to have that, that understanding of exactly where you are in order to be able to make those good decisions. Right. And I noticed you said family spending or like those things that you enjoy doing. So it's really about priorities. It's about your values, uh, making sure that the money that is going out of your bank account is in line with is aligns with what your your values. And that's something I think that's very important. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, what would you say you do well with money? <laughs> um, you know, I have been very blessed in being able to see the kind of the bigger picture and just beyond what the short term expenses are into where I can invest my money wisely. And I don't mean invest it in the stock market, but I mean, Mm -hmm. invest it in skills for my children or, you know, education in in certain and tasks that were, you know, someone isn't necessarily strong in that is going to pay dividends down the line. Because if you're, if you're not careful, the money is just way too short term and you really have to kind of look it out there and say, okay, well, what's this going to look like if I keep down this road in, you know, three to five years from now? Right. Makes sense. Makes sense. And what would you say are your challenges around money? I (laughs) probably debt. I really, (laughs) really hate debt. And, uh, you know, I'll have, I'll have a conversation with my accountant and he'll be like, okay, you know, you really, are paying that off too quickly. You really should be leaving that interest there. I'm like, I know, but I hate it. Um, I hate, you know, I understand that debt is a tool, but I, you know, again, I, I think I'd rather grow a little more slowly than I leverage myself too much and, you know, and get too stretched. Got no, I, I completely understand. And this, when you're in this debt you're talking about is more, is you're in your business when you're investing in your business. Yeah, but yes so. and no. I mean, you know, we we are um, an LLC and an S corp, and so you know there is some separation there. But quite mm-hmm. honestly, you know, if if my business loans go bad, you know, it's my it's a farm, so my business, my house, you know, it's all tied together. No, so, you're you know, right, absolutely. Very little distinction there between the the business and the family, and and that makes it challenging too because you don't have a set salary that you know that you can and plan on. Sometimes it's higher, sometimes it's lower, and you have to you know always be be prepared for those times when it does go lower. Absolutely. You know, those emergency accounts for personal, for your business as well, uh, definitely, definitely important. So are you the money manager in the home or do you divvy it up with your husband or how does that work in your home? Yeah, I'm the money manager. I'm the one that kind of is the central clearinghouse. We have regular family uh, meetings where we go over the budget, where we go over the finances. Um, 
and make the decisions that are, you know, need to be made that aren't just, you know, the daily paying the utilities and paying, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but if we're, we're looking to purchase a piece of equipment or looking to take a family vacation or whatnot, it's, it's always everybody has to come together and, and agree on it and be willing to spend the money. Um, it's not necessarily unanimous. You know, sometimes we have one person who <laughs> doesn't want to do it. And we kind of overrule that person. But um, yeah, it's it's everybody gets involved with it. Right. And I love that, you know, that you said that your kids are involved with that. And such I just su- it is such a great experience uh, for them to have. So kudos to you, for, to you and your husband for uh, allowing them or giving them that experience, because like I mentioned before, just that experience from that action that they're taking is priceless as it? and it's going to help them for life. So I really, really, you know, kudos to you and your husband for Thanks. doing that with your kids. That's amazing. And I yeah. absolutely love it. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called Fortune's Children. And it's about some of the the old wealthiest Americans like the Rockefellers and mm-hmm. the Vanderbilts and what happened to their children and how quickly all the children lost all of the fortunes. Ooh. And it's it's really, you know, kind of eye opening. And when the children were not involved in building the wealth, you know, and don't have the understanding, they're able to squander it a lot faster. So it's something that we really know that the, you know, we're going to be passing the goat milk stuff business off to the children at some point and mm-hmm. they need to understand and they do everything that's gone involved with, with building that up. I love that. I love that. That is a priceless gift <laughs> you can give to your children. So would you say you're a saver or a spender? Um, I definitely am a saver, but I can easily switch to spending if I'm <laughs> careful. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I tend towards saving just because with the business, you know, there's, and we have employees, we have the family, you know, so much rides on the business staying profitable and staying viable and whatnot. So that's, that's a big, uh, a responsibility. So I definitely tend more toward the saving side. I hear you. I hear you. Well, this has been wonderful, PJ. I really appreciate you being on for sharing your story, sharing all that you shared today. And, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because. I'd have to say that, you know, her money matters because you only have one chance to use it wisely. And so you have to figure it out and not just kind of wing it, you know, have a plan that you can follow. So you make good decisions. I love it. Well, I appreciate it. That's such a great answer. So again, thank you, PJ, for being on and sharing all that you shared today. Thanks for having me, Jen. So what did you think? Wasn't she interesting? Very interesting story. Loved everything that she had to say. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of like, not my aha moment, but what I really loved of what she said today. But first, I want to give a quick shout out. And today's shout out goes to actually to two people. And it's to Marcy and Christina for being winners to our Money Wins contest that we had recently. And also a big thank you to Christina for just paying it forward to Luann, another member of our community, for her prize. You see... 
Uh, Christina won this 30-minute session with me, and she's feeling pretty good about her finances. She's got systems in place, and she didn't feel she wanted to pay it forward with this 30-minute session to someone who uh, needed it. So we paid it forward to Luann. So I want to just say thank you, uh, Christina, for just your big heart in being and wanting to do that. Now, as far as what I absolutely loved and just was just, my jaw was just dropped and just listening to a PJ talk was how they teach their children about money. Uh, she definitely has them involved, as you heard, in all or many decisions of the business. And that experience that they're getting is really going to be for a lifetime. She is not afraid to let them make those money mistakes because they end up learning. They're still young or and they're learning from those. And I know personally, I was really, truly keen on listening to this because I struggle with this. I've gotten better, but I've struggled with this and especially with my oldest. And since they're your oldest, you are going through things for the first time with them, right? Uh, so it's been hard. I've been teaching him about money, but for some reason, it's hard for me to let go and let him make those mistakes. As I mentioned, I have gotten better uh, because I, and I'm just listening to PJ t- uh, today. I just really, re- it really resonated with me to really just let go, uh, let them make uh, those decisions, make, let them make mistakes so they can learn from them. So I really took a lot from what she, how she and the husband teach their kids about finances. So next week on the podcast, I'll be sharing some of my experience and thoughts on some savings apps that I have discovered recently uh, that I have used. So that way, if in case you're in the know, you maybe you have some other tidbits to share, but if you're not in the know of those apps, then uh, you'll be in the, I know. So I just wanted to share that those next week uh, in episode 85. Now, if you enjoyed hearing from PJ, please be sure to take a look at all she does over at goatmilkstuff.com. That's goatmilkstuff.com. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank PJ for joining us, for sharing all that she shared with us. And you can check out the show notes on where to find PJ. If you, for some reason, forget goatmilkstuff.com, you can go directly uh, to the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 84. So thanks again for listening and we'll talk again next Thursday.